On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast. Welcome back to the show. Um, It's been a little bit since the last time I uh, recorded a podcast, so I thought I would get one out to you today. Um, So I recently have done and completed my 13th Tony Robbins event. Um, This one's called Leadership Academy. So Leadership Academy is, you know, once you've done a few of them in a row, in my opinion, leadership is kind of the natural next step. Um, So really what leadership is about is learning how to be a better leader, as the title may suggest. Um, And I was, I came, you know, I I consider myself a pretty uh, decent manifester. Some, Some would say I'm more than decent, but I would just say decent. And this event sort of crossed my radar um, randomly on Facebook, I think it was. I may have seen one of my Tony Robbins family um, post about it or something. And I thought, and a, a really good friend of mine, she said she was going. And so I thought, Meh, maybe I'll look into it. So I looked into it and I went as a platinum partner guest. And if you don't know what that is, it's Tony's, um, it's, it's basically a mastermind of really high level thinkers, thought leaders, incredible people. Um, And I often find myself in that circle and my intention is to join them um, as soon as things kind of open up more for live events. I I feel really strongly that I want to be a part of that group, but only when it's, when we're able to see each other in person. So it's a little bit away, but that's definitely the intention. I was planning on joining in 2020, but um, you know, other plans happened. So here we are. So I was gifted a ticket by one of my plat friends and so grateful um, that, that they did that for me. It was really incredible, but that was a really, that was a pretty incredible manifestation. If I do say so myself, I've been able to create situations like that in the past, but certainly not um, as a gift of that level. So I was really, really happy and um, grateful that they, they helped me get there really quickly. So it was really interesting when I started to first think about going to leadership Academy, I was really, I called my coach and I said, look, I'm interested in going, but my preference is to do the virtual event. And, and she kind of came back and said, well, the, the virtual may be fine, but I really think that this event needs to be done in person. She did it in person. And so she really loved it. And she thought that it made sense for me to do that as well. And so immediately, so here was the thought and in, on my Facebook page on Tuesdays, today's a Tuesday, we do terror barrier Tuesday. And this was one of them. I had an idea in my mind that if I did it online, it would feel safer and I wouldn't feel so exposed as if I were to do it in person. And the reason I would feel exposed in person is because, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing something in front of people, in front of your peers. And I always feel, um, you know, for the last nine months, I felt a lot safer doing things like that via Zoom. And so that was my first inclination. And then we talked about it and I said, well, the reason I would do virtual only is really out of fear. And so she said, well, there's your answer. And I said, well, I still want to do virtual, but I'm also going to commit to doing it in person the next time it's available. And so that was a really good compromise. So I signed up, I got my ticket, everything got sorted out and it was the the first day of the event. And, you know, the title of this podcast 
is why we stay in our fear. And I, and I wrote a post about it. Um, you can check it out on the website. Um, she's the owner.com. And it's really interesting. Like I got, I started the event and I, you know, it's, I say this every single time I go, I'm always the, of the mind that, you know, I'm pretty good. And I, and I go in with an intention to work on this and, you know, every single time you come out of it and you're like, frick, that's not actually what I needed to work on. And then what needs to be worked on will show itself to you at some point. But you always go in with one thing that you think, oh, I'm going to work on this. And then, you know, shit, it's a fan. And you're like, oh my God, this is really what I need to work on. So what was I fearful of? I'm always holding back. Like that's my MO is I give, you know, seven out of 10 when I really know I have a 10 out of 10 in me to give. And that's no different with any of my businesses. I do pretty good, right? I do better than most. So I get kind of comfortable and it's, it, it, it's to the point now where it just pisses me off. Like it's, I, it's like, I'm at the start line waiting for the, the gun to go off so I can start running my race. And then the other half of me is up in the stands watching me, watching me about to start the race. Like I'm never fully committed myself or my energy. And, and part of that is like, I feel if I, I, you know, I was conditioned that I was too loud or I talked too much or I'm too abrasive or I'm too forward. Uh, you know, people use words like aggressive. I'm too in your face. I tell it too much like it is. Some people don't want like all those things. And so I keep a lot of things in. And when I realize, like with my, so my team, we, we were called the Vikings, go Vikings. We're an amazing team. They're, they're like family now. Um, we're having a dance party this week. I'm so excited. Um, but one of my senior leaders came through and that's one of the volunteers. And he said, I just have to come in and tell you that you have this light that we're seeing all over the screen. And he was just so beautiful about it. And he just said, you know, you're really bright. And if they, maybe they said that to everybody, I feel like they said it to me. And because I've heard this in the past and I just thought, holy shit, like I've been told that for a long time that I have this energy and I've never really understood that except to know that I'm freaked out by it. Um, if you watch Seinfeld ever, there's an episode called, uh, or sorry, there's an episode with Elaine where she has the Kavorka quote unquote, and that's straight out of Seinfeld, but it's this like animalistic thing that attracts people to you. And I've been told since I was 18 that I have it. And I never, you know, at 18, I was told by, um, an older man that I worked for in an ad agency when I started my career and he took me aside and he said, I have this energy. And he said more than that. I'm not going to repeat it. He was a pig, but um, so all along I've always had this, you know, people wanted to be near me or near my family or, or whatever. And I always thought it was too like woo woo. And that was like, and I even say it on the post, like that's just code for me not wanting to acknowledge it because it freaks me out. So like, when I get to that point where I'm frustrated that my business isn't, you know, larger than it is, or my podcast isn't reached more people like I want it to, or whatever the thing is, then I always lead leads me back to, I'm not playing completely full out. And I don't even fully know if I understand what that means. I just know that I hold back. 
I hold back a lot because I don't want to offend people. Like the only people I would say that get the real version of me when it, good, bad, the ugly, when I say good, bad, and the ugly, I don't mean ugliness toward them. I mean, ugliness of truth for them. Sometimes their truth is not pleasant. They don't want to hear it, but my family gets that version of me. And then my clients get that version of me, but I hold back quite a bit. And I'll be honest, the last couple of weeks since leadership, I've hold, held back way, way less because if I really want to serve and I really want to help Tony even end suffering and I want to just end suffering in my own community with my own circle, et cetera, I'm going to definitely need to speak up more. I can't be fearful of upsetting people because the only way that you really take action and the only way that you really make movements is when you're pissed off and you're upset and you're shook, right? Like I'm, I'm, I ne- like I never want to hurt somebody, obviously, but sometimes you need to shake them up. And if I don't, you know, I look at things now, like if I don't shake you up, if I have 10 minutes with you and I'm never going to see you again, if I don't shake you up in those 10 minutes where you stop later in the day or maybe tomorrow or maybe in a year and go, fuck, like I really need to take action, then I haven't done what I'm here to do. I really believe that. I haven't done what I'm here to do. If I'm not able to impart something on you and that something comes from me being a 10 out of 10, then I'm not really serving anybody. And then I'm just full of shit like everybody else. So it's, it's one of those things where when you get into these, these groups and you know, I'm a huge advocate for doing events and not just Tony's events. There's a lot of other ones. Um, Once things open up, there's going to be so many more things that I'm going to be doing. I'm so, so excited. But like the thing about these type of events is generally you go to them when you don't know anybody. And so you don't tend to bring in your baggage. Some people do. I, I personally don't because I just want them to get the full version of me. They can't say, oh, when you were 18 or 25, you were such a bitch or you were so blah, blah, blah. Like you just come in the way that you are now. That's how I approach these things. And when they're flat out telling you multiple times multiple different events, different scenarios that you have this energy and this light about you and you still don't listen, then that, then I'm the one who needs to be shaken. I need the one, I'm the one who needs somebody to grab me by the shoulders and leadership really did that. So really at the end of the day, for me now, it's just catching myself when I'm doing these stupid things where I'm not really fully playing a, play, fully playing um, a 10 out of 10 game where I'm being, and really it's being selfish because I'm scared. Like, I don't, I don't, the fear is, first of all, my biggest fear is that if I come out to play at a 10 out of 10 and I really open my energy up because I sort of picture it like down the center of my chest, there's a little crack and there's some gold light coming out. And if I really opened it up, my whole chest cavity will open up and all this gold, beautiful light will flow out. And if I really play at that level, if I really let that out, my fear has always been, I can't handle and I can't help all the people that I know will come at me. And even this week, I shit you not, like it's been one text after another, after another. And I love it. But my fear is that I can't help everybody. And so then I shrink right? Because I get fearful. And so all that means is I need to put mechanisms in place to help me, to help me manage that, you know, have somebody maybe work with me that can kind of vet who, who can get a chat with me 
and who, you know, maybe needs to do group coaching or whatever, like, however that looks, maybe somebody can start watching my my emails. I don't know. I mean, there's a million different ways to get help. And that's really all it is. You know, I think about Byron Katie and I think about Gary V and Tony and all these people. And like, I mean, I've spent time with Gary Vaynerchuk. I spent a whole day with him here in Toronto when he came to do Haste and Hustle. And, you know, somehow I ended up being kind of security for him or just sort of blocking people from him. And the amount of people that came at him, and this guy is so beautiful and so generous. He talked to everyone. And there was a point where I was like, okay, guys, let him walk. Like he needs to get in the car, but he's so, he wants to serve so bad that he will serve everybody. And so seeing that freaks me out. I'm like, I don't know that I could handle that. You know, am I going to burn out? Am I going to have anything left for the kids? Am I going to have anything left for myself if I operate that way? And women are different. We're different than men. We don't have that capacity of hunter all of the time. I mean, that's what this whole movement is about, is feminine energy and balancing that with the masculine, recognizing that as women, we are not built the same as a guy. A guy's hormone clock is 24 hours. Ours is four weeks. Like we have a lot of things that go on in a a month. Guys are like every 24 hours, boom, they reset. And so, but that, that's always the fear is that, am I going to be able to manage it? Because I want so desperately to help the people who come to me that I'm thinking, well, if I really open the floodgates, I'm fucked and everyone's going to come at me. And of course that's not true. That's a story, but more people definitely do come at me and I want to help everybody. So I really just have to get figure out mechanisms, how that I I can make that possible. One thing for sure is content, right? Like I'm not consistent with my content. That's how I, that's how my, that's how using, that's how my fear makes me decide things, right? Well, if I don't do this, if I don't do content consistently enough, then I'm not going to worry about too many people hearing blah, blah, blah. And the story goes on. Um, I never talk about sales, Like I hear podcast after podcast and all these influencers and all these people who are serving beautifully talk about sales. I don't talk about them. I have this story about it that A, if I talk about sales, sales will come to me and B, sales, I still have somewhat of a hangover from my quote unquote sales days where I don't ever want to come off pushy or cheesy or anything like that. And then I just tell myself, but that's never how I sold. I sell anything with with the content company, with she's the owner, with my coaching practice, it's relationships. I build a relationship and that feels genuine to me. That feels right to me. And so am I ever selling quote unquote? No. And like integrity-based selling, relationship-based selling is so much more effective than any other. I mean, I see still, there's so many, you know, learn how to sell this, like, fuck that. Just be authentic. If the person needs you, and you believe you have the answer for them, then you have a conversation with them. Don't fucking try to sell them. And so for me, I have this old version, this it's, it's not, it's definitely not front and center, but it's, there's a little teensy hangover, but more of it is the, if I really turn on the sales or, you know, the relationship building, then all these people are going to come at me. And how do I manage that? Well, fuck that. I'm not managing I'm managing very easily. And that's not good for me. I want to have a surplus of people that need my help, that want my help, that are ready to play full out with me. So um, I, w- I am going to talk about sales. Um, the, the other way that I really, <laughs> this is like one of the most frustrating things is I'll hold back my real thoughts when I'm asked to coach a person who's not my client. So like I get people from my past, people from high school, people that I've you know done business with on, on the content side asking me for their my opinion or 
what do I think about this? Blah, blah, blah. And I, and even when I deliver content, I don't tell them everything I'm thinking. There's still people in my life that I'm close to that I don't tell them everything I'm thinking. And here's the thing that I've come to realize and I've come to accept about myself is that I have deep, deep intuition. I've had it my whole life, obviously. I've just come to understand it as a gift right now. And if I'm standing in front of somebody and they're talking to me and they're trying to tell me their story, I know exactly what is going on, but I'm fearful. And not because they're going to come to me, I'm in that case, I'm fearful because I don't want them to think I'm aggressive. I don't want them to be like, holy fuck, your energy's too much. I don't want to freak them out. I don't want to piss them off. So I don't say anything. I give them like the Pollyanna version of things. I give them this sweet version, like, but really, if it was like do or die, the dialogue would be completely different. And so I'm gonna do more of that. And if and if a person takes offense to that or it triggers them, quote unquote. All I would say to that is if it's bothering you, you know, it's something in there that needs work. That's a beautiful fucking lesson, right? Like if that bothers you, all that means, it doesn't mean anything except, oh, maybe I need to work on that. Anytime anything bugs you, you need to work on that. And that's it. Like, that's no big deal. That's not the end of the world. You know, I always say, but did you die? No. Okay, great. You've got something you need to work on. So I'll kind of wrap it up with, you know, I mean, when you're in your, when you're not fearful and everyone's always going to have some level of fear for certain things, et cetera. But if you're not in general, like if I'm not fearful about showing up 10 out of 10, if I'm not fearful of opening my chest cavity up and having all this beautiful gold, sparkly, glittery, gorgeous light come out or rose gold, because that's my favorite. If I'm not fearful of people having any sort of response that may be less than perfect, I would show up way, way more um, passionately. I would have, you know, there'd be, I'd be saying a lot more things. And and the, and since leadership, that's really happened. And, and it came from, you know, the help of my team, right? These people didn't know me except for one, but they didn't know me. And I had no options but to show up for them, right? Like I wasn't going to play a half-assed game because they're counting on me playing full out. And by doing that, I became aware of all these extra little fears that not little, they're huge. All these fears that were lingering and now those fears are on their way out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's it. It's just never going to serve you. The gifts you're holding back aren't doing anybody good collecting dust on the shelf, period. So that that's about that. That's about it for that topic. I'm sure there's more I could say, but I'm going to wrap it up. So to that end, I want to let you know that I am doing, um, I've, I've been doing one-on-one coaching for a while, but now I'm doing group coaching and then I've got the VIP coaching. So there's, there's a couple of options. Um, I'm going to, you can go to, to, um, triple W dot she's the owner.com go under the coaching tab and you'll see all the options. Um, really, really excited. Group coaching, um, is a fun way. If you, if you're just not at the place where you can manage one-on-one yet, I always think one-on-one is the best, of course, because I, you get me all to yourself and we get to really dig in. But if that's not an option right now, the group coaching is really affordable. It's 97 a month. Um, you'll get weekly zoom calls that are more set up, but we're going to talk about masculine feminine energy. There's a max of 10 participants per group. Um, you'll get some weekly worksheets that you'll have to help move things forward. You can be part of the Facebook group um, and you'll have Facebook 
messenger access to me, not text, but messenger. And then we're going to do something really amazing, which I love. And I, I always have a lot of fun doing a hot seat. And basically a hot seat is if you run a business or you have a problem, you put you in the hot seat, you tell us what the problem is. And we together collectively will, um, or I will help work through it. And then, you know, the team can, the rest of the, the participants can jump in if they see fit. So check those out. They're on the site. Um, and, uh, don't forget to leave a review. Reviews are super helpful for podcasters. Um, and, uh, yeah, share, share, share. Like that's the name of the game. I want the more people that hear this stuff. I know there's a lot of coaches. We all have our own flavor. Mine's obviously different than anyone else's, but share it. Like we need to really continue having these conversations where we're not fearful. 2020, I think if nothing else has really shown everybody that if you hate what you do, this was your window. This was your fucking window to settle down, take some deep breaths, be at home and make decisions. Do you want to keep doing what you hate doing? If you love it, perfect. Awesome. Many people had the pause to look around and see, you know what? I'm not totally happy. This doesn't make me happy. Um, so those people, I want to coach them. I want to coach them to figure it out, but just share it. Like, let's just keep talking. All right, guys. I love you. Hi.